You know I struggle when it comes to social media. So when I find a business owner that I really resonate with, it makes the journey all that more bearable. My guest today, Roberta Fairbanks, has a social media presence that is worth taking a moment for. I've been drawn to Roberta's messaging and energy for some time now, and it's in this energy and positivity that I found myself determined to reach out to Roberta to have her join me to discuss all her business ventures and the path of resilience and strength of being a business owner. You're going to want to take a moment for this one. It's loads of fun. I'm Amy Bajada, CPA by trade, not in nature, now financial coach to businesses globally. The Boring Shit You Need to Know in Business podcast was created with business owners and aspiring business owners in mind. It's a way to bring you simple yet effective business strategies, explore the art of being in business, and challenge the notion that our financial numbers are boring. If you're looking to improve your profitability, increase your cash, and grow your business, you're in the right place. Join me and other business owners as we discuss the boring shit you need to know in business. Thank you, Roberta, for joining me today. You have an impressive resume, everything from strategy mentoring, branding, website design, social media marketing, magazine editor, speaker, mum. To say you are busy is possibly an understatement. So I'm so very grateful for you to take the time today to chat all things business with me. So welcome. Oh, thank you. That was a very lovely introduction. Thank you so much. <laughs> you make it I'm easy. Gra- oh, thank you. I'm very um, humble and excited to be here. Um, and I love sharing my story. I love talking. So you notice that about me today. I love talking. <laughs> That's what we want on a podcast. That's exactly what we need on a podcast. So that's great. So let's let's kick off from the beginning. Those who listen know that I love a great startup story. So how did you get started in the crazy game and world that is business? Uh, My journey, I feel like my real business mind started when I was a kid. I've grown in my business family. My parents always had events. Uh, planning business and my mom is a psychologist so we've always had this mix of human behavior and marketing in our family growing up and we always were part of the decision making and trying to understand what people wanted and what they would see in an event and how they would see the packages and I kind of feel like that's just so natural to me Uh, and I never really thought I was going to continue doing anything similar to that in my life I went to study psychology and then I left Brazil and then I moved to Australia and then I got here went back to psychology and then I realized I didn't like psychology (laughs) so I went back I went into marketing and then I did economics I've tried so many different things and I never really thought I would go back to events and planning and strategy and exactly what I've done my whole childhood with my parents So it just flows out of me. And when I am doing strategy, when I'm helping businesses grow, I don't even know where that information comes from. I feel like I'm being sent information from somewhere else (laughs) and I'm just saying what they have to do, where they have to go. And it's something I really am passionate about. It's creating businesses that resemble personalities and how we feel about what we do as well not just you know oh I'm going to sell this because it makes money and I've seen this is popular you know it's not it's not how it works there's markets for everyone there is space for everyone but I started my business my own business in 2000 
15, 14 when I had my first daughter and I really didn't want to go back to work. I really wanted to stay home and still work around her. And there was a lot of mums in the process of doing that back in 2014. It was the start of the empowering journey for women. Yeah. And I saw a few of the girls that nowadays are one of my closest friends and I just went and, uh, you know, chase them and ask them how they did it and what was the the tools and I was trying to find an idea that worked for me and I couldn't so I ended up creating a directory for mums in business and that directory turned into markets and into magazines and to events and and then once I grew very quickly uh, people started getting curious on how I did it so then I started getting called to talk at events and I did workshops and I started my own courses and then I became a mentor and I kind of shift a bit away from all those um, work with groups I guess to more one-on-one and agency work and doing creating websites and doing strategies and um, email marketing more of an actual studio than a uh, magazine and events but events are still in the core of what I love doing I was doing quite a bit of events leading up to COVID and then I had a really big event planned for uh, 2019 is that when we had COVID it was 20 20 20 yeah and I had a really big event and we're gonna run a magazine and awards day and was gonna be such a cool event and I had to cancel it and I had to refund everyone that had walked and that broke me that yeah. really broke me and that was a moment a very pivoting moment for me to actually give up on continuing the events and wow. the magazine because of such an expensive uh turn for me when COVID hit um and I went just to do what I know I can do without having to you know spend money up front so I continued to do that and then eventually because I can't stop and help myself I decided to open a day spa because why not <laughs> why not in the middle of it all why not <laughs> no I just you know we are in a very small town I live in rural Queensland rural Queensland and we only have 6,000 people here so COVID never really got here until oh, we all got vaccinated so it was only at the end of last year the cases started coming to Gondwindi. So up to then it felt like we were not living a pandemic. Mm. We felt through like people weren't, weren't coming through town as often. The, the borders around us were closed. But in, the, in our town we didn't have to wear masks. We didn't have, wow. you know, to worry about getting sick. It was, it was really like a bubble. So oh, yeah. in a way, I come from a different experience to you. <laughs> Living in Melbourne, it was such oh, a different experience, yes. that's for yeah. sure. Well, my kids only ever stayed home for two weeks throughout wow. the whole pandemic. Wow. It was very much of a bubble. Yeah. So life felt in a way normal, mm. but not in my heart, knowing my family in Brazil were going through absolutely hell, and they still are. So and I can see everywhere around us was going through it. So in our, in our heart it felt heavy, mm-hmm. but in our day to day life we still had to make a living, and yeah. I still had to you know fight for what I wanted. So I we saw my friend and I saw this opportunity in town for something new, and we are both very passionate about women's self love and taking care of ourselves. So we ended up creating this space. They combined her services, my services, and a shop. And it was really great for a long time. Unfortunately, she didn't want to 
continue with the business and we closed our doors. So it's been another process of letting go and going back to focusing on what I'm really good at, which is my studio and the work I've been doing for the last seven years. So I, I always try different things, but I always go back to the same, which is what I'm really good at. Wow. I have so many questions in relation to that journey, let me tell you. Full of admiration, can I tell you, because none of that would be easy. Can I start with, what were you doing prior to you having your daughter, if you don't mind me asking, where were you working? What sort of work were you doing? So I was studying when I had her. I was still at uni. I was uh, 28 um, because when I moved to Australia, I was a student. I couldn't afford to go back to uni. So I waited until I became um, a citizen to go back. So I was later in life. I was 24, 25 that I went back studying and I did a few years of psychology and then marketing. And then I would to pay the bills, I got a job in banking. God save me. And nothing I worked. with finance. There's nothing wrong with finance. It's very, very near and dear. No. To oh, God, I love finance. But just not banking. Like, so much that I went into economics at uni because I was oh, enjoying yes. finances with the bank so much yeah. that I went into it. But I never really loved the cold selling, the cold calling, all that's part yeah. of selling in big organizations yeah but the finance side of it I loved it taught me so much to actually grow a business as well and how to deal with everything around me and I'm forever grateful to it but I did not look forward to going back to it when I had my daughter and I always felt my mom is a very successful psychologist she's very well known so and also very workaholic mom so I've always watched her away and working and in a way she inspired me that I needed to do something important and something that my daughter would feel inspired by because I'm so inspired by my mom Mm -hmm. and she still works she's 65 and she's still studying and she's still for her that's great a a goer and I in a way that is inside me and I felt like if I worked for a nine-to-five job for the rest of my life I would not pass that you know generational whatever you call it uh, but so instead, my, instead you chose to work 24 7 instead yeah, of nine to five <laughs> exactly exactly that's fair I get that it's so much easier isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the greatest misconception of running a yeah. business is that you'll have yeah. so much more time to yourself no you but have think, a lot less time <laughs> I think that's also drawn from passion though wouldn't you wouldn't you agree a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent when you do what you love and that's what I said to you before it's not about selling something just because it makes money when you do what you actually really love the days fly by and you feel like working I sometimes do 13 hour days I'm like I have not realized I've done 13 hours I can't believe the day's finished I need more time I'm so into this and I'm so creative and I just want to go and keep going and never stop but then I think when you work out of passion like that you have to have really strict boundaries with yourself so you don't just go into work mode forever Mm. and I need to remember that I've got a partner that I've got a house that I've got kids so I have to create very strict schedules in my my calendar that says four o'clock get out of the computer 
yeah and go for a walk if I don't do those things I don't do anything else yeah all I want to do is sit in front of the computer because the more I do more I get and more passionate I am so I'll just put the tv on and let my kids go wild and continue working like nothing's (laughs) happening and then I'll do a quick dinner and then go back here and continue doing but you have to remember to set those very strict boundaries to very much aligned to that sort of life as well like I feel the most natural when I'm in front of my computer and working it's really weird because I have my son and I love him like I've never loved anything in my life but for whatever reason I feel myself working and um you're right sometimes that comes yeah it's just like I've got all this this is mine this is mine But you're clearly not alone. You created an amazing network of women who are feeling exactly the same at the exact right moment for you to be able to grow your business so well. Tell me about that community and the types of people that you've met along the way, because I, you know, I talk a lot about the fact that uh, when my son came along, I'd never planned to have children. It wasn't my, wasn't in my plan and I'm a planner. And so he came along blessing in disguise but I found myself in this really weird kind of moment, like I just said, mm-hmm. in terms of loving what I do and wanting to be in that space, but still having to love and care for this, not having, sorry, that's a really bad No, word. but it is. In a way it is. You have to. Yeah. I've got to feed the child. I've got to be you there for him to. apparently. You know, yeah. this is apparently there's no rule books, but I've got to do no. those. Yeah. But, um, so I found myself in a really weird space, which is where I actually connected with you a long time ago because I found yeah. a community. Tell me about the women and those yeah. moments because yeah. there is so many, and even more so now after we've come out of this pandemic, that a lot of people oh, are searching God, yeah. for ways to yeah. be around their family. And isn't it amazing how there's a stigma around that feeling of like, I have to take care. No, I can't. No, it's a passion. It's a love. Of course it is. But we are told that we just, have to be mums and that's our sole purpose in life that we're not allowed to feel crappy about it that we're Mm -hmm. not allowed to feel free when we are free I took me two years to be okay with the fact that my kids go to their dad for a week and Mm -hmm. I don't have them not because they deserve to go there and be with their dad but because I felt guilty that I've abandoned them I'm like what how do I name this as an abandonment I haven't Mm -hmm. abandoned them they've got a dad and they're spending time with this amazing dad they have so I'm okay I'm okay let the guilt go feel the pain it was hard Yep. But feel it, accept it, and find gratitude in those little moments. And yeah. I feel that the reason why I connected so much to my online community was because from the very beginning, I always spoke about how maternity feels to me. I'm very real about it. Maternity empowers the shit out of me. Yeah. I am not here for any other reason but because I became a mom. And that gave me this power to be like, you know what? I can actually do this. If I can keep this human alive and she can survive <laughs> my craziness, I can do anything. Yes. And I really did go through, uh, what do you call it? Postnatal depression. Post-natal and depression. I, it was really hard for me in the first few months. And once I came out of it and I felt that empowerment, I'm like, there must be other women like this. I yes. need to find other women feeling like this. And the more I connected to moms through the directory and events, the more I realized there's so many of us feeling like that. And the more I spoke about it, more they were like, talk more about it. Just 
then share online because I feel exactly the same and I feel alone and no one hears me and everyone just tell, thinks, oh, you're a mom, you'll be right. You know, but where about that person that was inside me that needs to be heard and needs to explore and needs to be this human in achieving things and leaving things outside of that label of being yes it's just one of our labels it's yeah it shouldn't define who we are as a person definitely but then it also is this crazy thing that we all do as women that empowers us so much so it's a very you know, it's like this puzzle. They're like, we are these people without them, but we wouldn't be these people without this person without them. And it's like this thing that confused the heck out of me, but I love so much. And it gives me this sense of completude. Is that the right word? Completude. Yeah. And it, it reminds me daily how actually good I can be if I can create humans. <laughs> it's not as easy as it looks, you know. <laughs> If I can, and they are actually okay. They're doing really good. Am you I sound wow? surprised. You sound surprised. <laughs> Aren't you? Yes. I kill cacti. That's why I celebrate my son's birthday every year because I'm like, you know what? That's a win for me. We're good. Exactly. We're doing all right. Exactly. And how good is that feeling of like, yeah. wow, <laughs> wow, you're actually thriving. You're not just surviving. Yeah, and that's I, right. I made that. I yeah. made that. And I, t- I pat myself in the back going, if I can do that, I can do anything, like really can. So that's definitely one of the biggest reasons my community connected to me because I've always been so raw about the mistakes of motherhood or about the pain of having them away from me and not having them all the time and sharing that journey of change and accepting change, but always going back to what I love and what I want to be and how I want to be in this life, which is independent and successful in creating beauty. And these are the things that, you know, make me feel good. Yeah. And, you know, I must admit that's one of the reasons, and I've said this to you, that, that made me reach out to you at this particular point in time is because, you have evolved through your business change and this isn't the first time that you've had to yeah. evolve out of your business and move mm-hmm. into something different. But you presented some really raw stories on your social yeah. platforms about that feeling and that positivity. And I loved that energy. I know you were going through a really yeah. tough time, so please forgive me. I'm not, no, I'm no, not no, um, playing yeah. on that at all. I'm just, I was drawn to that because yeah. we just, so many business owners that I work with and are predominantly female and mums that are trying to start up businesses at home, they talked a lot about the pandemic and a lot about the effect of having to close or even having to make some really tough decisions. And yep. unfortunately, as a financial coach, I saw some business owners make some of the wrong moves in terms of yeah, just trying yeah. to continually pour money into a business that maybe if you took a moment and took a step back, that saying no to the business was not necessarily a failure, but it would open the door to something new. And this is the conversation that you spoke about on your socials. Can you talk me through that? Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, So uh, when the business, this last business closed, I had this big feeling that something really special that I had done went wrong. That was the first feeling, like something got ripped away from me. It's devastating. It's very sad. And I felt that emotion. And, but I, Maybe because I've gone through so much in this last few years with other ideas that didn't work or things that got copied that I created really cool ideas and got copied by other people and they 
I just lose interest once that happens. And I'm just like, Ugh. and then I get mad at the, them. But then I also realize the competition was the reason why I got pushed to the next level because they made me get out of that comfort. And they said, well, I'm taking this. I saw you doing it. Now I can do it. Now it's mine. And I got pushed to the next thing. Do you take that as a compliment? Yes. You now know I you've do. made it when people want to do what you're doing. Well, like I know- now I do. When it happened uh, back there, back at those years, it was really tough to comprehend why people did it in a, such a small niche because mm. in the end, mums in, in business in Australia, we are a community, mm. like especially the creative ones. I have sort of, We've been on Instagram for a long time. There's a lot of new ones nowadays. But the ones that started back there seven years ago, there was a small community. We all knew each other by name. Mm-hmm. We are all friendly. So to have people in that meet, in, you know, take your ideas and run with it was really hard. But then I, when I realized the power behind, oh, my God, look at all the new ideas I created since these copies started coming. And I just keep going and creating and evolving and finding the next best, best thing. And I'm always a step ahead. And I feel like all those failures made me so much bigger and so much more open to what's coming next and one of the things I grew up with and this is something I've always told myself a story I always told myself that I was going to fail I always told growing up oh what okay I don't know what I want to do but why if I run out of ideas and one day I fail and I I, this is it it's the end once you fail you fail and now going through what I went through I realized Failure, it doesn't really exist. It's not a thing. Failure it is basically a learning of something that doesn't work that it's going to move you to the next one. So I've learned that throughout these last years, especially with my divorce, it was so tough. It was so heartbreaking. But we managed the best way we could. And now we have a really good relationship and our kids are thriving. He's happy. I'm happy. And I wouldn't have done it if I wasn't brave enough to believe and trust that something better is coming. And I feel like what happened with my last business was exactly the same. I first felt this rush of sadness and confusion and anger and pain. And I knew that was going to end. And maybe because I've gone through so many times, I instantly knew this is only a momentarily. (laughs) Yeah, just a (laughs) moment. Yep. Momentarily. Uh, Yeah, momentarily, and it's going to pass. And when it passes, something new is going to come. It's just trusting. You automatically know when you've gone through it and you accept it, you just know it's just another step. Mm. It's just one more of my one million thousand steps I'm going to (laughs) do. We're here to fall and get up and walk and then fall again. And we learn so much every time we fall that you start looking forward to the fall in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, because it's going to push you. It'll, it'll yes. bring you to new things. I agree. Uh, Amy, I woke up one morning and I'm going through all this pain and allowing the pain and feeling it and crying. And then I dance a lot when I feel pain and I walk and I meditate and all those things kind of just move the energy out of me a little bit every day when I am in that heaviness. But then one day I woke up and I couldn't stop crying. I was literally so over it. I live in a very small town. So when you go out to a pub and people ignore you and they choose to ignore you, it was too much for me to realize people taking, they were against me. And I was very confusing and sad, but then I came home and I just cried and cried like I've had enough. 
And then I had a really beautiful session with a therapist doing inner child healing. And I found something in my past that made me feel rejected. And I realized that a lot of the process for me, it was about feeling rejected, not so much about the business. And I did that. I cried. I went for a walk in the morning. I woke up at like five o'clock in the morning from a dream. And in that dream, I had rebranded my new business. I knew the name. I knew what I was going to do. I knew exactly what I'm going to offer. So I got up and I didn't have the kids. Thank God. I got (laughs) up and sat down and I didn't get up until eight o'clock at night. I literally wrote a whole business, a new business. And from that moment on, I just realized that was it. I closed the door. I'm done with it. I, I went through the pain and the sadness of closing, but was the perfect thing to do because now I'm moving on to something better and bigger for me that it's, it reminded me of who I am. It reminded me of what my steps need to be to reach where I want to go as well. So, yeah. I don't know if it, I told you no. I can talk a lot. No, I, <laughs> I think don't even that, know if I went off a tangent here. <laughs> I'm a big believer in going right through it because if you don't go right through it, it doesn't leave room for much else. If you yes. continue to hold on to anything that's negative in your world or that you perceive to be negative, you're not going to allow room. So the moment we get rid of clients that might be bogging us down. We move on from strategies that aren't working. We close businesses that just don't seem to be aligned with where we are. All of a sudden, whilst there's this fear of this gap and not having something next, we have to reframe the conversation and say to ourselves, well, now I've got room for more. Now I've got room for something new. So what does that look like? And, you know, you're right. The tears are important. It's important being a a business owner, it's important being a person just in general to be able to clear that moment. And it may not represent itself in tears. Sorry, I shouldn't just limit it to tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something completely, you know. But but to be able to move into and recognise that pain is real, it's okay, we'll survive it, we're survivors. It may not look like it right in that very moment, but but we can move through it. Yeah, you need to be patient. I think that's the biggest thing. When when you close something or you finish something or you end something that is special and you fail like you put so much love and so much work into it and it closes and you have no other option, I feel like you just need to be patient Mm -hmm. with the process of grieving. Grieving comes in many forms. As you said, it can be crying, it can be screaming, it can be going for a a walk or going for a swim. It can look at like anything or eating or, you know, anything. But we need to accept that pain and really be in that pain. Even if for that moment you'd be like, look, you know what, I'm probably going to spend the weekend watching TV and crying and eating this weekend. But that's what I can manage right now. And mm. I actually need to feel that. Mm. I need to feel it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Bugger it. I'm just going to sit here and go Coles or Woolies, whatever, and buy as much crap I can. And I'll just sit here and eat. Or I'm just going to cry and sit in my bed and whatever what it looks like. For me, yeah. it looks like this. But once I did it and I allowed that gate open and flow out of me I was done with it I'm like I'm done with crying I'm done with feeling like this I'm gonna now spend the weekend fulfilling myself and feeling good about this new chapter that's about to come yeah but it gives you direction gives you clarity it it moves that path so definitely what I want what I want to ask you now is that so what are you focusing on right now in terms of this new business this new chapter tell us a little bit about that um 
So I I haven't launched everything yet. I'm trying to keep it as a little surprise. Oh, but okay. I Let's leave it no. In. But I'm going to tell you <laughs> the the simplicity of it is I'm continued to do in my studio. So I'm still going to have my studio. I've renamed it. I've rebranded. I've done a new website, new socials. It's everything is looking different and fresh. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be a lot more committed to it because I feel when I went into my last business, I didn't really have to be that present online to attract work because mm-hmm. I was doing it through my other business. So there was a lot of people coming through there. And so I kind of went very quiet on my other social medias. So now I have to come back and I have to be back here and I have to, you know, attract clients and work through these platforms, which is fine. I know what to do. It's just getting the strategy behind it. And I've been writing a lot of strategies, but I also want to go back doing something I used to do back there that I haven't done for a good three years, I think. So something new ish that's like i don't know vintage let's call it vintage <laughs> Re, revamped yeah vintage is good it's coming back everything vintage is coming back yeah. in style anyway so you've got it covered yeah so i'm gonna restart something i just need to get the last details finished before i start promoting but i'm excited to mm. to kind of go back to not go back to something that didn't work because it did work but something i stopped doing a long time ago and now all of a sudden i feel like I really want to give it a go again and see how it feels and how it works. And if it doesn't work, then that's fine too. I still have my agency. I still have my clients. Everything is fine. But I love the creative process of coming up with new ideas and, you know, causing a bit of, ah. Exciting. (laughs) It sounds I can't wait to watch. But I, you did touch on something that I would really love uh, some advice on, you know, a lot of, a lot of business owners, a few things do go quiet when, especially as mums, when life just happens and we get busy mm-hmm. with focusing on one side. Social media has always been the bane of my existence. I'm so bad at it in so many ways, but you are so good at it. So, but you touched on the fact that, you know, certain things went a bit quiet over here and we have to build strategies. If you could give some advice to business owners on you know, don't give up on it totally. How do you go yep. back in and go back in with a vengeance to be able to yep. to boost that up again? What sorts of advice would you give? Show up. Yeah. Oh, don't do that. I don't want. Can we? Can we have a new? Can we have something new? I'm not good at showing up. Fortunately, there is not a, another one. <laughs> and I think that's the main thing that I always notice along my journeys is I. If I am showing up, the engine is it just comes. flowing. Yeah. As soon as I stop, the engine still moves, but there's no oil in there because I build enough trust in that process for it to go for a bit. But then if I stay away for too long, it soon will be very slow and then we'll stop. Yeah. So it needs to be consistent enough that that engine won't stop. So sometimes I will go on a holiday or I need a break and I'll disappear for a month. And I'll do here in that my to- my own times, but and that's fine because you still have oil enough to move. But if you just go for seven months and never come back, then it will stop and that it's dead. And then you have to rebuild it. And that's basically what happened with my business page. I went missing for a long time because I felt so connected to what else, whatever I was doing. 
that it just stopped and I have to rebuild it and get the connection with the public again and get the audience talking. Mm-hmm. I, on my personal page, it's fine because I've yeah. never stopped, but my business one, it kind of needs to get the engine very oiled again. But the biggest, biggest thing is to sit down and plan ahead. I can't stress enough. If it's your personal page, there is nothing to plan because that's not my, my goal is not to be an influencer. It has never been. My goal is to show up so people that work with me in, the, in my agency know who I am and they can connect to me. So but that's how my, you use the two. That's how yeah. you get, whilst there might be a little bit of a crossover, which I've seen yeah. in terms of, yeah. But you do keep them very separate so that people can still be a part of both communities. Yep. But there's an understanding yeah. where the so divide is. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. So the agency is more educating. It's more mm. showing my work and how they can work with me. And uh, this extra bits and bobs that I do to bring the community together because that's very important to bring community. So you could look something like doing promotions and giveaways and collaborations and events and networkings to bring the community to that page but then on my Instagram my personal it's just my life it's just what I do and how I feel and my self-care behind my business which sometimes I will bring over to the agency because we are all women we are all trying to grow a business and the more I spoke throughout the years in my workshops and events the more I realized that women actually wanted to hear about my self-care more than the tips and tricks. And I kind of started implementing more and more of that in the stuff I do as well. But I do try to keep it separate. It's com- Sometimes it's confusing because all you want to do is have one page. It's just yeah. so much work. But it just it's how it kind of worked out throughout the years and it was too late for me to bring them together. Yeah. And I kind of like to keep, my because I maybe because my work is creative and visual I like to have like a portfolio of what I do on my page and then all my craziness is on this side (laughs) it gets a bit mixed sometimes I often get a lot of um friend requests from people obviously in my community for my personal Facebook page in particular I don't I only have a business um Instagram account I don't have a personal one but I'm never sure as to why they're there, what we're doing, why, until recently I was asked, you know, I want to learn a little bit more about the behind the scenes, what's your day look like? And I did this whole story about my day, which wasn't sexy at all, but it got some really great, yes. great um, communication happening. And I thought, okay, maybe there's some validity in being able to do that. But the, I, I struggle with that balance because I feel as though I'm here to educate, here to yeah, be this yeah. one particular person. And I'm certainly not being fake because what you see is what you get, um, even in my personal life as well. But I just didn't think anyone was interested in the they personal are. stuff. But and when really. I teach strategy to yeah. businesses, I often add nearly half of the time for you to talk about yourself and be you in the business you doing your routine and you doing your schedules and you doing your clients Mm. you going to work it's so important to show people what you are doing for this business to work more than showing how to do what you do and I think that's yeah. why I'm drawn to your account because it it makes sense. Like I see that. I see yeah. how who you are as a person evolves into how your business is successful and why you do what you yeah. do. Yeah, so it, it makes that connection. And yeah, I and I feel important. that social media, it, 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 the name is, talks for itself. It's social mm-hmm. yeah. and it's a way of building trust 
to with people and it you won't build trust unless there's a face a voice mm-hmm. and a message so if you're constantly just talking about the work and talking about how to work with you and talking about clients stories there is a disconnect there mm-hmm. and they won't know who you are why they should trust you in the first place yeah. but if you are showing every day oh look i'm going to go and do work with this client and in the end of the process show a testimonial with the client yeah. i'm going to go and do this project and then show the project do you know what i mean yeah. it's no, you do. doing I the do. thing yeah and it's funny because i always think that for the most part what i do is boring which is why my podcast is called the boring shit you didn't need to do in business because <laughs> You know, that's that's what finance is. Everyone calls it that. But yeah. I just think that they're not going to be excited by what I do on a day to day basis. But I, I see that connection. And I guess for me, some of the limitations I have is that the business owners that I do work with, they are very private. And what we deal with is on a very private basis in terms of money yeah. and how they feel about money. And yeah. sometimes they don't want to talk too much about it. So you're right. In, in terms of my platform, I need to be a little bit more about talking about who I am and my process for that no like and trust factor because yeah, you know, yeah people don't yeah. know me from a bar of soap. I could tell them this is what I do, but there's so many, yeah. let's call them coaches that are flooding the market right now. But yeah, no, I see. And and I can definitely see it in your energy and in your page. And I, like I said, that's what I'm I'm certainly drawn to because it's there's passion and purpose and it's so easily aligned. If I can ask you, let's go on a personal basis. If yes. you're not working in your business or on your business, where are we going to find you and what are you doing? Um, mostly I am mumming. <laughs> yeah. I really love being a mom. I really, 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 really love my kids. And I just like spending the day at home. I'm very much of a hermit. Mm-hmm. Um, I love watching movies and reading books and podcasts. And I might be at the beach otherwise if I'm not doing this here and I'm not with my kids or my partner. I might be at the beach just, you know, getting all the beautiful energy and swimming and catching up with my friends. I love designing. So sometimes I'll just sit here hours doing designs for nothing just because I love it and it's something that kind of feels meditative yeah so I'll sit here and design or I'll be meditating and taking cards I do Reiki too that's something I forgot to say Mm. I am a Reiki Mm. practitioner so I do see clients sometimes as well but I've got clients that come here I've got a bed behind me and we do Reiki or um yeah I don't know lots of things (laughs) well you do keep yourself busy And one last question I have for you that I've been asking everyone this year on my podcast is if you could have someone play you in a movie about your life, who would it be and why? Now, they don't have to necessarily look like you. It could just be a character that you're drawn to. Yeah. Well, my favorite, my most favorite actress of all times is Julia Roberts. I love love that woman. And I actually feel like when I watched eat love and pray and some people don't like that movie but I love oh, because I, love it. It, I feel like it talks my story a lot of times and I feel like the way she portrays herself it could have been me in that wow. I could have done that I actually wanted to have done exactly that journey of three months in Europe three months in Bali and then three months in where else no was that that's it three I months 
No, there was yeah. something else. Hang on. Eat, pray, eat, love. love. There was oh, anyway. There was a third one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, India, India. Oh, India. That's right. India. Yes. Yes. I could have done exactly like that, and yeah. I would have loved it. Yeah, I remember kids, like right. <laughs> No, I, I tend to be aligned exactly the same for that reason. I think she's, one, she's absolutely beautiful, but that character itself I think speaks to so mm. many women on so many levels yeah. and you don't have to have gone through what that story necessarily goes through to be out, to be aligned to her. But, yeah, um, definitely. but I see it in your energy and I'm drawn to your energy. Aww, and I, so I, I know this is not going to be the last <laughs> time we cross paths, but um, thank you so much for your time oh, today. Like I said, you. I know you're thank so you. busy and I look forward with bated breath to your next moves because I know Ooh. they're going to be big and exciting <laughs> and I'll definitely thank have to so have much. you back to talk about them I'd love to. once you've launched and it's all underway. Yeah. Yeah, please do. I'd love to come back. Thank you so much for having me. Thank and you. I'll see you on the app. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a hint. <laughs> Good luck with it all. Thank you. It was really nice to meet you. You too. Bye. To learn more about the boring shit you need to know in business, head to my website, www.amybajada.com.au forward slash podcast, where you will find all my latest and greatest podcast episodes for you to enjoy. To be notified of new podcast episodes when they become available, be sure to hit that notification where you're listening to this podcast. Stay well, my friend.